0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. VoIP prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: We are at a crucial time right now where education is virtually changing. Self-education and formal education is now hybrid. What advice could we use right now in this trying time? What is your transformation journey? We're going to learn more about a book called The Unspoken Revivalism, written by an author who definitely is best fit for a time such as now. Stay tuned as we speak to this author. Hey, welcome to the Transforming You Live show. If you have already begun your personal transformation journey or you want to start one, this is the place to do it, where we share stories, books, and much more valuable information to help you along your step forward. Let's tune in now. Hello my people, my people, my people, uh, welcome back, uh, we are here for another amazing show. We have a, a very good author and a very well-renowned um, philosopher who's been doing some great work out in the universe, our global universe that is uh, that is just reaching people with her wonderful work. Our guest today is Ms. Mackey, uh, she's going to help us to pronounce her unique name and tell us a little bit about her her name, and just how she got it, and, and give us some great inspiration and motivation uh, today, too. Uh, so uh, what I further to do, uh, let's just bring in Miss Mackey uh, as she uh, begin to bring us into her world of what she's doing. How's it going today?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm pleased to be here.
2: It's quite a pleasure. Uh, so, you know, Miss Mackey, I I I didn't want to, you know, uh, spoil the beans or, you know, what you got cooking up for us. But do uh, tell us in your own words just who you are and what you have done.
1: I am a mother, a runner, student health researcher, poet, motivational speaker, writer and author in more genres than one. I enjoy boxing dancing in my kitchen at midnight, (laughs) and I don't mind staying up all night to create a masterpiece. I am predominantly Lebanese, Italian, Greek, and the first gift given to me was my unique name, El Cosser, which many find difficult to pronounce. So I'd like to make it uh, easier because El Cosser is the name of a river in paradise, and it means abundance of good infinite bounty and light. So I believe in the significance of my name. And one of the first things I do every day is strive to live up to its meaning, which has helped me become who I am today.
2: That is beautiful. And I, I think what you bring to the table here, being a, a, a author of two books and just the the, the great Gifts that you have to offer well, the world is truly appreciated here. Would, would you mind telling us just a little bit about your, your breaking and, and just how that kind of ties into the snowball effect of where you are now?
1: It's no secret that I struggled to read and write during my childhood years, which made me feel incomplete, but never powerless. I had a raging thirst for competence, not only in language, in all facets of life. I had this rebel in me, this tomboyish aesthetic, which further distinguished me amongst my peers. I wanted to be seen and heard, always gave my best shot, and therefore was idolized as a rising phenom in all sports. When I learned to read and write, I wrote about sports, pain, pleasure, loss. Love, war, peace. My works reflected a myriad of human emotion uh, relative to what I was feeling as a child and um, all the emotions that went into overcoming that childhood adversity. And I also wrote about this utopian world of beauty and wonderment. I had a yearning motivation to transfer my childhood adversity into poetic works of art. Uh, and so I composed at least 100 philosophical and poetic works before the age of 15, and from that point on, the journey of writing had just begun.
2: That is quite a bit of a journey, and quite a bit of the the, the the knowledge that you pack it in there. And how do you find beauty in all things?
1: Uh, the same way one finds beauty in fear beauty in fight beauty in fatigue and i have had to do just that to become who i am today beauty can be found in all things that have the potential to be great things beauty is an extraordinary extraordinary phenomena and properties that enhance the soul uh like the rise of a champion and how uh, a person possesses resilience when all odds are against them and aspires to greatness. Uh, A dear friend once told me, you know, Al-Qasar, you have the beauty, the brains, and the brawn. And I remember thinking, wow, the beauty, the brains, and the brawn, that sounds fascinating. And I truly did not understand what that meant at the time until I knew I was going to use that trio to create a masterpiece. My first book, entitled Unspoken Revivalism. And that is, is exactly what Unspoken Revivalism represents. Poetic works in the unites all things in beauty. The student teacher's guide is an educational tool to stimulate the brain. And the incentive section represents aspiring characters with confidence, and Braun.
2: that sounds very interesting. You know, can you tell us a little, just a little bit more about unspoken revivalism, uh, revivalism, and and just what we can get out of get out of the book?
1: Unspoken revivalism is an educational textbook that speaks to all people from all various places of the world. It's very diverse. Uh, Because all people are seeking peace, prosperity, and purpose. And that's really what unspoken revivalism is about. Because people can relate to each other's experiences because we all share the same basic human emotions. And that is why a diverse crowd cries in unity, laughs in unity, claps in unity. And when readers read unspoken revivalism, That is exactly what they feel. They feel unity. They feel strength. They feel resilience. They feel the need to go after their dreams, to conquer, and to challenge themselves to pursue their purpose in life.
2: Purpose is very important. And when you think about purpose, you have to be motivated. What is the best way for people to be motivated?
1: If you believe you are failing to meet your purpose today, I reassure you not to give up because you are greater than one ability, skill, and talent. Your mind alone is a universe abundant in galaxies, matter composed of infinite energy. The human energy field is greater than what we understand. And we only have a small glimpse of its potential. Even in today's modern world, we are still learning the significance of numbers, the idea that numbers can be distinguished by shape, color, texture, a phenomena alive and real. And these are the types of phenomena that tells us to have hope, faith, believe in God, because God does not favor oppression, rather strengthens the oppressed. And if we have learned anything about neural mechanisms, Is that human emotion plays a significant role in creativity. And that is why people with disorders can be extremely creative in a multitude of projects. So everyone has a purpose in life. And, you know, sometimes you have people that, that say, you know, I have this purpose and, and I know what I want to do in life and, and I've been trying to do what, what I want, but I have all these obstacles that are in the way and I feel like I'm failing to really meet my purpose. Um, so you should not fail at anything because your mind is so complex and there's so many different opportunities out there and you are greater and stronger than what you actually believe so you need to have a spirited outlook on life and also be strong enough to face the real world have the courage to swim through the storm safe safely to shore and today's world can be an illusion and therefore requires you to be resourceful and perceptive you need to be able to pinpoint an invisible leviathan in the clear sea. Uh, water is meant to be transparent, quench your thirst, but does it really? In today's world, the water you're drinking can poison your mind asphyxiate your lungs. So in life, we look for transparency so that we are able to proceed with caution, enable small or large steps toward our future goals. And transparency is built by our experiences, and it's our experiences that gives us an inner knowledge to journey with heart, prosper with mind, choice to destiny, never chance with ignorance, rather dance with reality. So today I tell you to embrace the difficult challenges of today so that you will celebrate the opportunities of tomorrow. And uh, I am someone who feels the need to challenge myself every day. And that is the key to finding your purpose. Uh, I use negative forces to push me further and empower my life. And many times negative words or challenges can heighten our senses, increase strength and performance. For example, if you take two people who have accomplished the same things, Uh, whether that be becoming a doctor or taking gold at the Olympics. However, these two people have led different lives. One person, for the most part, lived a very easygoing life, came from a wealthy family, a perfect family with no hardships, chaos, or pain. And when they become successful, it's usually something that is great, but maybe expected, opposed to a person who has come from very little, had to endure hardship, illness, pain, uh, had to, you know, be a subject of racism and childhood adversity. And when that person becomes successful, their story is all more significant, interesting, fascinating, commendable, inspiring, unforgettable. And it's a suspenseful story, the same way we create movies like, uh, movies that motivate, like Rocky and the Cinderella Man. Uh, so embrace the 10 obstacles in your life because it will make the story of your life an unforgettable one. In your beautiful, brazen, and brave journey, you will discover that your greatest weakness can ultimately become your greatest strength. And that will lead you to find your purpose. And that also requires you to work hard for what you desire in life. Do not wait around for a pot of gold. Never let your destiny survive by luck. Rather, determine your destiny by the unlucky challenges you survive. And I say that because if you are someone who has overcome adversity, you are much stronger and more equipped to endure the storm because faith grows in a time of disparity.
2: You know, that is very compelling and just to, to back up a little bit you heard i heard you say some things uh, in, in regards to inspiration and we we're just curious here to know where do you draw your inspiration from you you mentioned some movies some very good movies but more specifically where can where can we draw our inspiration from and where do you draw your inspiration from
1: One of the first stories that inspired me as a child was the story of Helen Keller, which is a prime example of how childhood adversity is a major driving force in motivation and creativity. She was one of the greatest polymaths of our time, who became a writer, author, activist after becoming deaf and blind. The inclination of one to acquire solvent abilities tells us that every single limb, organ, separate of one another, has the ability to perfect a skill, has the ability to become a champion. It is beautiful how brain-injured patients are able to resuscitate their lives in a more prominent way post their injury and then exhibit a brilliant skill in the music the arts mathematics it is beautiful how people with prosthetics defy the odds thrust further and continue to pursue their dream
2: that's great and you know just just to switch gears a little bit as a philosopher and thinking woman of wisdom yourself, many would like to know uh, who was your teacher of wisdom, and do any of your teacher's ideas and beliefs tend to appear in your writing?
1: Well, my teacher, you know, when when I couldn't read and write, and and I really struggled, I looked up to my teachers, you know, and obviously I wanted to learn as much as I could and wanted to take in as much as I could. So I really didn't have, you know, someone that was specific. Like I said, Helen Keller, uh, you know, was the first story that inspired me. And I learned about the story, you know, during a time where I couldn't even read or write at that time. So when I thought to myself, you know, look at this this amazing woman, um, you know, she she was blind and deaf and
0: the The preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.
1: Read and write, and, and went on to become an author. and And I thought to myself, well, you know, we as humans, you know, we have, you know, God's given us ample amount of gifts to see, to hear, to write, to run, to laugh, and and we're we're made up of so many great things. And uh, for someone to be deaf and blind and to still defy the odds and encom- accomplish everything this great woman has, it told me very early on that. To, to not really give up because, uh, you know, obviously I was in a better situation because I could see and I could hear. So it gave me the strength to say, wow, I am able to do much more. Um, I can really overcome any challenge and really become the best person that I can become. And, you know, other stories also inspired me, uh, you know, just thinking about, uh, you know, how a champion rose, rose to greatness, uh, how they came from having nothing, having very little and living in poverty. And, uh, like for example, the story, uh, Cinderella man, uh, during, he, he rose to greatness in the time of depression. And, you know, he had to worry about feeding his family and, and really just in a way it was like, it's either I, I make it or I'm not going to make it. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's what it takes for you to really defy the odds and become great. So when I see someone that has struggled in life, and for example, if you think about racism, uh, you know, how African Americans rise to greatness after, uh, going through a time of really hardship, uh, you know, and having to combat bigotry, uh, and they come out on the other side and become activists and, uh, possess greatness, you know, whether it be in the Olympics or become authors or or great role models. These are the stories that inspire me. And, uh, I look and say it's a beautiful, beautiful accomplishment.
2: Yeah, I definitely, you know, can agree with you more. And you, and, you know, you have definitely talked about, a lot about becoming your best self and, and then be be smarter cleaner and leaner uh you you definitely point at uh health and wellness uh to to guide people uh to enhance those areas of life to help motivate do Would you tell us a little bit about that and and how how you made that switch you know uh to to write in in that particular way to be a health fan, fanatic and researcher
1: right, um, so kind of transitioning into you know unspoken revivalism, obviously it's, uh philosophical um you know obviously, I'm someone that continues to challenge myself, and um uh, I've always been health conscious to a degree uh, but I'm someone who likes to test my uh test my success. And I kind of like to endeavor in, in different things, kind of challenge myself in, you know, all facets of life. And uh, before really going into creating this health book, um, you know, you think about, you know, what are the things that you value in life? And obviously, I va- value health very much. I'm an athlete. And... Um, I decided to write a health book because throughout my years of being an athlete who maintained an attractive physique, I failed to maintain a healthy lifestyle. As an athlete, you do your best to enhance your image, look toned and muscular. And the problem with making your outside image the focus is that the idea of feeding your inner organs and enhancing your mental performance goes unheeded. And therefore, any efforts you make to lose weight is in vain because you are constantly a subject of the products that seem fit and healthy by the mainstream. They are otherwise hindering your efforts because you are unaware of their chemical composition. Any company can slap a label on its product stating to be healthy and make you lose weight, but does it really? And, you know, nowadays it seems that people are wanting to engage in the new health trends, like paleo and keto, the organic, non-GMO, and not to discredit those healthier alternatives. I rather think they are great. But the truth is not everything paleo, keto, um, or organic is smarter, cleaner, leaner, or even superhuman approved. And that's where smarter, cleaner, leaner makes the difference, where it matters most. And uh that's why I decided to create Smarter Cleaner Leaner because I was someone uh that was once looking for answers in real time. Uh so smarter cleaner leaners is not a diet. You know, it's a lifestyle change to enhance your life and get you to um reach vitality. Uh it's to enhance all areas of life, motivate you to become your best self. Um uh, So I provide readers with facts and resources to help them see the difference in what they are consuming and provide them with the necessary tools to make right choices. So, um, like I said, no diets, no pills, no gimmicks. Um, You know, and, and and when you think about other health books, you know, some of them, most of them really are about diets, diet this and diet that. And, and, you know, you have to have this limited amount of calories and you gotta exercise excessively. And, uh, that, that's, you know, that's not what smarter, cleaner, leaner is. It's not a diet. It's just pure research and experience from one human to feel superhuman. And, uh, um, I highlight the superhuman approach, which is brain health conscientious. And the superhuman approach is a, is fundamental to transform your life because it resets the way you perceive food sustenance and the way you pri- prioritize your inner health and mental well-being, which supersedes physical appearance, uh, does not neglect it, however enhances it.
2: Yes, I think the audience really likes that and uh, definitely like the hear more about that and read well rather read more about that uh, you know as you are definitely providing some good information here uh, today uh, now if there's uh, anything uh, that people can you know can apply right away from from any of your books uh, you can pick pick one or two things uh, what would those things be
1: Right. To challenge themselves uh, and, uh, you know, like I said, the way you become successful. And uh, I would say, uh, you know, with the health book, the superhuman approach uh, is something to transform your life. It's, it's really essential because you have to have a different way of looking at. At how you want to lose weight, how you want to enhance your life and feel great inside. Uh, So, you know, in order to be successful, I think it starts with really uh, feeding your organs and and feeding your brain and your mental well-being. And first, that's what you have to do. You have to become a healthy individual who has mental clarity. And if you have mental clarity, you know, it's the first part in becoming successful and uh finding your purpose so it's important that you wake up every day with curiosity and do not feel compelled to shut down your big dreams because they are larger than life seem out of reach or too far-fetched just as the sun rises every day and nightfall makes its entry that is the same way your situation can change especially when you put in your hard-earned work through sweat and tears. And it makes it impossible for someone to take that away from you or discredit you. So in order to be successful, you need to first and foremost trust yourself, dedicate time to take charge, make an effort to show up and have right form for efficiency, which will increase your physical and mental strength, lead you to be tenacious, and not give up when it matters most. Initially, you want to think about how you desire transformation and work diligently to make that happen as a revolution. The test for success can be used to measure your performance, detect your niche, and make improvements in your current endeavor. And I want to go back to unspoken revivalism for a little, because, you know, Unspoken Revivalism, it's my baby. It was the first book that I created. And, um, you know, just thinking about how I had to overcome my childhood adversity uh, from not being able to read and write, when I decided to create Unspoken Revivalism, I wanted to make sure that every part of an unsp- Unspoken Revivalism was my hard work, uh, from the cover to the quotes. To every single detail the illustrations uh you know the uh the about me everything everything that goes into making unspoken revivalism you know uh when you're an author and you're creating a book and you want to publish it usually you have uh you know publishers create the cover for you and i was someone that uh felt like it was really important for me to also create the cover and that's why I also have a prototype of the cover of Unspoken Revivalism and you know obviously uh, I'm not like a terrific artist or something I'm I'm not you know uh, I'm not like a Da Vinci or a Michelangelo (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's really about Uh, you know, what is the meaning of when you look at the illustrations? So what is the meaning behind the illustration? And, uh, so it was really important for me just to really be part of creating every part of unspoken revivalism. And, and, you know, when I look back, I say, you know, wow, it's all my work. And I think, you know, if you're someone that wants to succeed, I'm telling you not to be afraid to take that leap to be able to kind of, uh, you know, jump outside of the box and maybe do something different, do something unique, do something that, you know, nobody else has ever done, really. Uh, so, you know, you got to take a chance and uh, be fearless and never give up.
2: I like that. Uh, that's a uh, very, very good Advice there, very good, inspiring advice. You know it. You know as we you know draw to a close here, is there anything else in closing you want to add here today?
1: You know, I want readers to know, and anyone listening to this, I I want you to never forget what it means to be human. Okay, humanity is a powerful thing, and the purpose of humanity purpose of humanity serves to take action spread knowledge and impact others this is who we are as humans this is who we should be and never lose sight of that humanity is to live with action in the face of fear because to live in fear is quite the contraction and you need to become a warrior a peacemaker who is a warrior Because a peacemaker initiates positive energy for a positive outgrowth. The warrior fights oppression with positivity because kindness suppresses injustice. And the oppressor can never survive in the kindest justice. So remember that. Always be kind. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And always strive to make a change.
2: Beautiful. Well put here, and uh, thank you so much. Uh, tell us where we can find the book, and any other you know special details to help the audience here today that you may want to add.
1: Right, you can find Unspoken Revivalism and Smarter, Cleaner, Leaner on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and on my uh, personal website, com. It's a l k a dot com and El Motivation.com, which will be live in about two weeks. And I just want to give a shout out to Far Eastern Media for their dedication to the success of their authors. Far Eastern Media is a prominent company that will recognize your project's true merit, help you take flight and caliber in your endeavors. You can find them at Far Eastern FarEasternLTD.com. Again, that's dot ltdcom
2: Perfect. Terrific. Well, thank you so much, Miss Mackey. And to all the audience, make sure you do take the time out right now to check out all of those links that will be featured in the episode description of this recording. You can take time also additionally to share it out this episode recorded with someone you know, someone you don't know, as it do help to further out the message that you have heard here today. Make sure you do also take the time out to review it yourself as you want to catch everything that was presented here today. Until next time.
1: Again, um, I want to thank you for having me. Uh, this was a very pleasant experience, and it was really inspirational, and uh, thanks for having me, and have a blessed day.
2: You have a blessed one is also, you know, and to the audience out there, Miss uh, Ms. Alcadarro, uh, and I'm working on the name, Ms. <laughs> uh Mackie is author and philosopher and motivational uh, speaker, coach, anything else you may need from her, you know, again, uh, all the links will be provided. Any blessings, peace, and lots of love. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Transform You Live Show. We do this every Wednesday, of course, with some many interviews in between times. So don't forget to share, check us out at Transform You Broadcast.com, or Transform